that's what went viral. And I kind of took note of that as like any entrepreneur would. I continued to give the people what they wanted. <laughs> so now I'm branded as like the 6.30 a.m. morning routine. And don't take advice from someone you don't want to be like because they're going to give you advice based on how they live their life and the choices that they make. And if that's not what you want, why are you taking advice from them? You just clicked on Radically Honest Podcast. We're demystifying the keys to success in our digital age through the art of raw storytelling. Welcome back, everyone. It's your host, Asam Lee. And today I am joined with Alana Bloomberg. Thank you so much for being here. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much. So we're so excited to have her here. Alana is founder of Lanny B Fit. She's a content creator online and she's also the podcast host of Morning Ray spelled Morning R-A-E, which is her middle name. So thank you so much for being here. Can you tell us like some fun facts about yourself to start? I'm 21 years old. I'm from Toronto, Canada. I grew up dancing competitively. So until the age of 18, from the age of eight. So for 10 years of my life, dance totally consumed my life. My parents are from South Africa. So I have a lot of African heritage, Mm. uh, which is really exciting and cool. Um, What else is fun about me? I have an older sister. She's eight years older than me. So Mm. I often give off the first impression that I'm an only child, but I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. And you're also a marketing student currently. Yes. How's that going? What got you into the whole marketing space? So I absolutely love my program. I actually transferred after my second year. So that would be Mm. sophomore year in the States. And I absolutely love it. I got into marketing in grade 10. I knew that I wanted to take the grade 11 marketing course. Wow. Really high hopes. And I absolutely loved the course and excelled in it and did really well. And it kind of just stuck from there. So, Alana, what was growing up like for you? And please correct me if I'm saying your name wrong at all, but what kind of was your first job and how did that lead to your passion for content creation online and all you do for fitness, etc.? So, my first job was probably a camp counselor. Um, it was at a local day camp called Green Acres. And I was a counselor for, I think, 12 year old girls. They were going into grade seven. Um, so, oh, I think wow. 12, maybe 11. Mm-hmm. So, that was like my first job. And I had to get creative and keeping them entertained and finding like I guess I had to like be creative in how I was like interacting with them because I wasn't used to talking to kids <laughs> I've never been like such a kid person I guess I never yeah. had siblings or cousins I was always the youngest so it was definitely different but then my first I guess like bigger like big girl job was wow. as a social media manager for a startup they were a protein pancake mix company it's called flourish they're in the states now and Canada I had to get really creative with what the type of content mm. um, I had a lot of flexibility and freedom with what I was creating. Mm -hmm. I guess that's what got me more interested in the space. It allowed me to create network connections with other individuals in the food and beverage industry here in Toronto, which was super Mm -hmm. great. And that led me to want to explore it more. 
That's very cool. So more tangibly, for people that don't know what social media marketing entails, can you break that down for us? And what do you do in your role? So I would have to, since it was a startup, there was only three of us. So I had a lot of autonomy. I had to mm-hmm. do everything, basically. So <laughs> I would brainstorm a content calendar. So that's kind of like scheduling out what content you want to post. So is it going to be a photo, a Mm. video, a story post on Instagram? Are you going to try and engage with your audience or is it going to be more of like a storytelling? Mm. Um, I had to like plan that out and kind of think of a campaign and incorporate the branding within that. So the company colors, um, their values, stuff like that, information about the product. Mm. And then I would be responsible for creating that content. So whether that be physically shooting the product, so making the pancakes and then shooting it, or maybe going on Canva and making a graphic. Um, Okay, cool. Yeah, so I had to do that. And then also interacting with anyone who was engaging with, the Instagram, it was predominantly Instagram that I was focused on. So responding to the messages, responding to the comments, creating captions, stuff like that. Yeah, that's really cool. So I'm sure with your content page now, that's helped you a lot, learning how to engage, learning how to create an Instagram aesthetic, etc. What's the most valuable takeaway you think you got from that experience? You never know until you try. Mm. And it's okay to take risks and they're not always going to succeed, but all that matters is that you had the courage to make that leap. Yeah, no, that's great advice. When you look back at your podcast creation and the Lana B Fit, tell us more about the why behind choosing to start your platforms and businesses. So I actually started Lanny B Fit for fun. A bunch of girls my age when I was in my first year of college were making healthy food pages. So I kind of just jumped on the bandwagon. So I didn't necessarily have a really like deep why when I started it, but it definitely developed as I became more comfortable with posting and kind of saw my purpose in posting. But my why is definitely to share my story with others and my own personal journey and to show that your life can change for the better and you can grow and become more in tune with yourself and live a healthier lifestyle, whatever that means for you. And in terms of my podcast, this is definitely a more recent um, venture of mine. I started it about a month and a half ago, I want to say now. Mm. So that was about inspiring others and being able to connect with my community on a different kind of platform through just audio, which I think is really special and unique. And there's a lot of um, filters that are removed and buffers when it comes to the podcast. So that was what I wanted out of my podcast. And with the whole morning Ray tagline, I guess, is it focused on more of like lifestyle and positivity? What what are the kind of key messages that you try to, uh, I guess, like convey to your audience? So I became known on TikTok for my morning routine. Mm. So that's kind of where I got the inspiration from that because I've always been a huge stickler on a morning routine and yeah. I always find myself that my day kind of feels off if I don't have any component from my morning routine. It doesn't necessarily have to be the whole thing every morning, <laughs> but just to have like some sort of routine, whether it be the whole thing or kind of like a shortened like Sparks Notes version <laughs> of my morning routine, it really helped me set my day. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that that was like a huge foundation into me, not only living a healthier lifestyle, but me being more mentally, um, I guess, aware or focused mm-hmm. in my day-to-day life, whether it be at school, with my friends and family, at my job, 
um, creating content allowed me to be more present and alert. So that was definitely kind of like the intent behind it being like morning ray. I wanted it to be released in the morning because that's when I personally listen to my podcast and that's when I work out. Mm-hmm. So I kind of wanted to help my community and those who join adapt to my lifestyle and the things that I found have led me to be successful and the things that I choose to venture out and do. That's great. When did you get on TikTok? So I've had it since last November, but mm-hmm. I was using it kind of like for like more personal things like dances yeah. or like just watching videos. And then I want to say September, I decided like, hey, like I see all these girls and guys like in the same sort of like niche space on social media that I'm in mm-hmm. and they're growing really fast and they have a mm-hmm. super engaged following. And I really like watching their content on TikTok. Yeah. So why not venture into that? See if it helps my other platforms and my goals for growth on those. And it really took off. It took about a month until I got like a viral video. Mm-hmm. And since then my page has been growing. It definitely goes through phases where it's a lot faster, a lot slower. But I find the community mm-hmm. on there is like super engaged, supportive positive and uplifting which is which is exactly what I want my community to be I think that's so true that TikTok is kind of the platform to be on right now and it's really great how it infiltrates all of your other followings as well so what about Lanny B Fit what was your inspiration initially you started it for fun and having wanting to record your fitness journey but as you go through it what is your like new mission in a way now that you've like developed it a little bit further like, I don't want to dive into, like, toxic positivity, but I do believe, like, looking at things from, like, a place of lightness and openness and optimism is, like, a huge push behind my story and my why and mm-hmm. what I want people to get out of my platform. I want to make healthy living a lot more accessible to everyone and to know that you don't have to spend thousands of dollars on all these protein powders mm-hmm. and for foods and everything that it's so easy and simple to start. You just have to find your own why and it's totally doable with any of your resources. But to mm-hmm. also break the stigma when it comes to mental health, I'm mm-hmm. a huge advocate for therapy whether you feel that you're going through something or you're just like perfectly okay like I think it's important to talk to someone we all have feelings and we don't always acknowledge them and work through them and I really want to break that stigma and I feel like I do that through my journal prompts that I release every Monday Mm -hmm. talking about what my therapy says on my podcast and connecting that back onto my Instagram so yeah (laughs) that's great I love that you share your personal experiences with therapy because I think there is some sort of like a negative stigma around that sometimes and it's such a healthy way of self-development and progress so yeah as you reflect on your career journey and it hasn't been that long since you've started everything but you've been growing and you've been kind of formulating your mission behind what impact you want to leave on your followers what was a story that you could recall where you just felt really in touch with your personal humanity, whether that's like motivation, desire to help others, empathy, or even connection to a specific struggle. And you just wanted to share that. So in second year, I definitely went through a struggle where I felt really like out of touch with who I am and like who I wanted to be. Mm. And I felt I was in the wrong place. I used to go to a different university. It was about an hour outside of Toronto Mm. and it wasn't that the school was bad or the people were bad. It just wasn't my place. Mm -hmm. And I feel that there's such a pressure on society that 
the college you choose is the one you have to complete from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. And that no matter what college you pick, that's the college that's going to be perfect for you. And it's always going to be that way. And if you transfer or you decide to take a gap year or time off, that's seen as a failure. Mm-hmm. And I struggled with that for a while because I've always been such like a plan, like stick to the plan yeah. and pull it through. And if you fall off of the plan, then you're a failure and that looks bad. Mm-hmm. And in second year, I really realized I wasn't happy. It wasn't the experience that I wanted. It wasn't fulfilling me. It wasn't meant for me anymore. Maybe grade 12, Alana, it was meant for me, but in second year, it just wasn't me anymore. And I shared that experience on social media, on Lanny Be Fit. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that I wasn't the only one that wanted to transfer or or had transferred. That really opened up my eyes to know that so many people had transferred. They're excelling. And I feel like it's not spoken about enough. And I think it's okay to kind of go separate from the herd. And like, I know it can be scary. I mean, my friend groups totally changed. I watched back on my old YouTube videos from that time. And I'm like, wow, like, (laughs) That is a different person, but I'm thankful that I went through that because I want to be who I am today if that didn't happen. And I feel like a lot of people are going through those same like growing pains right now through the pandemic. Mm. A lot of people are experiencing things that they probably wouldn't have experienced or are growing in ways they probably wouldn't have grown without this time to sit back, slow down and really think through what's going on in their lives. Yeah, I completely agree with the sentiment of change is scary, but it's good and it's a indicator of growth. So mm-hmm. pushing that on yourself and then inspiring others by just following your own lead is such a good way to experience that positivity and evolution in a way. So yeah, that's really great. YouTube. So when did you start YouTube? (laughs) And what kind of videos do you create on there? Okay, so I started in first year. I've gone through waves where I start and I stop and I start and I stop. I want to say it was first year, but I really only got consistent with it last summer, but I post a lot of daily vlogs. So like day in my lives, weeks in my lives, focus around school, work, um, what it's like working at Lululemon. I'm an educator there in store. I do some try on hauls. So it's like more lifestyle-y, but definitely with a health and fitness, wellness. Yeah. So with your passion for like wellness, do you focus more on the fitness side or the dietary side? Like what do you think is like a healthy balance of making sure you you know, have like all the good healthy nutrients in your diet and then exercising without overdoing it? I feel like for me, especially because I've done a lot of self-learning, I've worked with a registered dietitian. I've also experimented working with like a fitness trainer who does like Mm -hmm. coaching, working with um, a holistic nutritionist because I'm generally just like a curious person. I love learning firsthand but I definitely do believe it's 80% of what you're putting in your body and 20% of what you're exerting. So the exercise, Mm. I love working out. I grew up dancing competitively. So when I don't move, my body feels weird. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely have gone through phases where I've overworked my body and that has Mm. been a learning um, in itself. But I think it's important to move just a little bit each day, 30 minutes, 15 minutes, mm. even if it's a stretch or a walk. It's really 
impacts my mental health, especially being home all the time. It kind of adds a bit of routine, mm-hmm. but I love food. I love eating <laughs> with different recipes. Same. I've definitely have been through my fair share of falling a victim to diet culture, mm-hmm. but I'm proud to say that I'm past that <laughs> and I'm an advocate for intuitive eating and eating in a way that fuels you best. So I definitely would say it's like 50-50. I love spending my time focusing on fitness and nutrition. I definitely think fitness has a huge impact on my mental health as well. So maybe I do focus Mm. on that 60%. (laughs) Fitness is just such an important thing to do every single day, like incorporate into your lifestyle just to get the endorphins flowing and have a little bit of time for your body to decompress from all the work that you put through. Because especially working from home, a lot of people think, oh, like I'm just sitting down all day. I don't need to exercise. But it's still like energy draining to work from home and do everything you do behind a screen. So I love that that's the focus (laughs) of your like content. And as far as TikToks, I'm just curious, what was like your most viral TikTok? And why do you think it really attracted people? Okay, so my most viral TikTok was my first ever early riser morning routine. Mm. And this is when I decided that I wanted to start waking up at 6:30 a.m. every morning. <laughs> so, and it was the first it was like one of the first few days that I did it and it's like, you know what? I always watch all these morning routines of like people being insane and waking up at like 5 a.m. and going for a run. It's crazy. <laughs> but it's so healthy. And so I was like, you know what? I always like watching them. So I'm going to assume that someone wants to see it from another perspective. So I was like, I'm going to film my morning routine. And I posted it. And it consisted of me making my bed, opening my blinds, Mm. working out, um, going on my morning walk. This was back when it was still warm outside. um, Because it was kind of cold in Canada. And making my breakfast, getting ready for the day. And it got... I think it's sitting at 850,000 views. Yeah, that's what went viral. And I kind of took note of that as like any entrepreneur would. And I continued to give the people what they wanted. (laughs) So now I'm branded as like the 6.30 a.m. morning routine. I think that's very part of my brand now. Yeah. I'm proud of that. (laughs) And it's very fitting with your podcast name as well, Morning Ray. I think that's so such a cute plan of words. So, okay. Can you tell us a story? I know you talked about more of the transitional process between switching colleges and how difficult that was, but a point where you might've just struggled with either creativity or just ideation for your content and more so like on the adversity side, like was there ever a point where you're just really low in energy and didn't know what to do anymore? If this was even a good path for you, et cetera. So I've definitely gone, I like to call them ruts yeah. um, through the pandemic because I feel, especially at the beginning, content creators were only were like the only real source of entertainment. No one could yeah. film for TV or movies. So there was kind of this pressure and also because we had so much time to put out a lot of content. And at one point I was essentially doing vlogs on my YouTube channel every single day. I would film them and then edit and upload. Mm -hmm. So it was a lot and I'm definitely just coming out of a rut right now as well. In terms of my Instagram, I couldn't really think of anything that I wanted to post. I felt like everything that I was posting wasn't performing well or that my audience wasn't really connecting with it. And I'm sure they could kind of feel that I was in a bit of a rut because I wasn't posting as much on my feed. 
but definitely letting yourself like take a step back Mm -hmm. and we're not machines. We're not going to be able to produce a lot of content or keep continually coming up with new ideas. It doesn't work like that. You have to sit back and let yourself kind of relax, rejuvenate and reset and get re-inspired. So Mm -hmm. I've been taking the opportunity this past, I think it's like the past two weeks I felt um, Mm -hmm. a bit uninspired and lacking in creative juices, (laughs) I guess you could say. Yeah. So I kind of just let myself take it easy, kind of observe from a distance, see if there's anything on TikTok or YouTube that inspired me. I started watching a bit of Netflix again because normally I'm a huge like just YouTube watcher because one I love YouTube but two then I get inspiration for my own videos but I kind of took a break from that a bit more and started watching Netflix Mm. and I've been watching Tiny Pretty Things which is actually in Toronto it's a dance show so Mm. getting back to my roots but that's kind of been inspiring me a bit more about certain content and topics I want to discuss on my page Mm. but also if you say you're a business you can survey um from your email list or for me I post on my stories asking what they want to see because then that helps spark ideas that I didn't think of but definitely giving yourself a break to just breathe reset and the ideas will come flowing back I love what you said about engaging with your audience because at the end of the day you are like serving them and Mm -hmm. you could be like a robot essentially and try to like perform as much as you can for a certain period of time, but you're eventually going to burn out and you're eventually going to come to the limit of your like physical well-being and everything. So I love that you took a step back and saw it in a positive light too as, oh, this is my chance to consume the content that I was withholding myself from just so I could get that inspiration again. So that's really great. And when you think about your personal growth throughout the moment that you overcame your fears and decided to turn on the camera or turn on the TikTok or whatever, how would you say you've grown and learned about just the realities of being like a quote unquote influencer? I definitely say, and I also want to like attribute therapy as a part of this growth. And I talk about this a lot with my therapist. I've kind of developed two personas. She likes to say I have a paradox going on inside of me, (laughs) but I used to be such a people pleaser. I still am at times. And I would value the opinions of other people so much that I would let it control what I wanted to express to others, whether it be intimately or like in my neighborhood at school. Mm-hmm. And eventually when I started Lanny Be Fit and YouTube, what I posted online. But since starting to post and now it's coming up on three years of posting on Lanny Be Fit, I've started to one, not care what other people think of my content, posting what makes me happy, not over analyzing or thinking about it, kind of just being, I guess gutsy with what I'm posting Mm -hmm. and not being afraid to be so vulnerable because Mm -hmm. that's what you seek is to find something that you can relate with to someone else and I think that influencers and bloggers you connect with most are the ones who are relatable to you and Mm -hmm. yourself in and I wanted to be able to be that for people who find themselves on my page or my channel Um, see me as a real person and someone that they could relate to and or aspire to be like see me as a role model because I've always want I've always looked up to people and I think it would be really inspirational and fulfilling um, to be that role model for someone else and Mm -hmm. be kind of well-rounded because a lot of the times I find people in the spotlight 
they're either in the spotlight because they're a great dancer or a singer. Oh, like niche. Yeah, it's very niche and you don't see, okay, so do they care about their friends? Are mm. they helpful? Are they giving back? Um, are they taking care of their health? How are they taking care of, them, of their health? Are they being vocal about things they care about? Mm. Um, and definitely having this platform has allowed me to find myself and to find my voice and to be comfortable with my voice. Mm. And how would you encourage other people to put their voice out there, especially if it's something that is going to be impactful in a really positive way, if they are experiencing that people, people please or mentality that you went through in the past? You have to do like exposure therapy in a way. Mm -hmm. So just encouraging yourself to take that leap and to share what you want to share because the more you do it the more comfortable you're going to be with doing it mm-hmm. you're going to get less anxiety over thinking about what if so-and-so doesn't like it what if they do like it what will happen with that and like going down the rabbit hole of that mm-hmm. so I think just going for it posting it if you it's on social media just posting it putting your phone on do not disturb and leaving it because the worst thing you can do is constantly check. And I know I'm still um, a victim and I do that, but definitely just keep trying and encouraging yourself and trying to reframe your perspective Mm -hmm. to be encouraging and to just be focusing on what you want to get out of it and not worrying about what X, Y, Z person is going to say. Hmm. Yeah, reframing the mindset so it's more so. Hey, like, am I pleasing myself and am I feeling fulfilled through this? Rather than is the crazy number of people out there that I definitely cannot all please. Are they like completely satisfied with my work? Because mm-hmm. your work is only going to be as good as how passionate you are about it. And I think that's really evident, especially now in like really saturated like content market that we're all in. Yeah. So. What about gratitude? Because I'm sure like this year has been very crazy, but a lot of content creators have just learned to step back and be grateful for the audience they have online that doesn't require, say, like some sort of company overhead or some sort of physical location that you have to run. It's a business that can be ran on, you know, at any location. So what have you learned about just being really grateful for the digital platform you have and that? accessibility to um, so many people I've learned to really appreciate the small things and that it's not always about the numbers and it's not always about being bigger and how being bigger is better and greater Uh to really appreciate what you have and to make the best of it and that time will come for whatever venture you're seeking out to seek and it will fall into your lap when it's meant to. I'm super grateful that my community is super loving and caring and appreciative and supportive of me and all that I do. The messages I get, like I actually was started crying to my therapist Aww. last week because we were talking about it. I'm like, I just never expected to like make the impact that I'm having on so many people's lives Mm. and even if it's just one person who I impacted in a positive way it means so much to me so it's just appreciating the little things 
from going from a place of, oh, I'm struggling with this. I just need to use this as my personal therapy platform. And then having other people relate to you and not only relate to you, but, oh, like I could do this today. I, I could keep moving forward. That's such a great, it's just a great feeling, I feel like, especially mm-hmm. as a content creator. So what about the differences from like day-to-day reality? People see, you know, you online and your beautiful photos and your really put together TikToks and your 6.30 a.m. morning routine and that there is like this pedestal that they could put you on how would you say the key differences are between what they see and what you see I honestly try to break that like buffer as much as I can so I try my best and I'm open when I have bad body image days. I'm not always super confident. And yes, that opens doors for backlash. And I have gotten hate about it. But trying not to let that get to me, I feel like I'm pretty real online. And I try to express that I don't always walk around perfectly posed. (laughs) And I don't always look and feel my best. I don't always eat perfectly healthy and sharing mm-hmm. when I have a cookie, when I have an, I have an ice cream bar, or yeah. when I feel like kind of crappy from eating takeout all the time. <laughs> um, definitely like sharing those moments to kind of break that barrier. But I guess I am perceived online as being super productive and efficient all the time. And yeah. I'm not like that all the time. I'm not a robot. I sit on my phone and scroll for hours like you do. And yeah. like a lot of my community does, mm-hmm. or some days I wake up and I don't want to work out or I don't want to go to work or I don't want to wake up at 6 or AM and I sit in my bed until like 9 AM. Yeah. It's not always so picture perfect and I feel that sometimes people forget that I'm also human I'm not just like this fake person on Instagram (laughs) (laughs) no that's great what feedback have you received from opening up a little bit more about your struggles that are a little bit less glamorous and the highlight reel most people portray online so there's definitely good and bad feedback. Um, I definitely have gotten feedback being like, thank you so much for sharing this. I can totally relate. I understand what you're going through. That made me feel more normal about what I'm feeling because I feel something similar. But then again, I've also gotten backlash saying I shared that I wasn't always happy with my body or I've gained and lost weight and that made me have negative thoughts about myself or I was appearing to be happy, but I wasn't. Sometimes people will comment, you're too small to be posting this Mm. or you're not fat. And I'm like, I've never called myself fat, but I'm still allowed to have days where I feel poor about myself or I have. And that can also kind of make you feel worse about yourself. It's like you're putting yourself (laughs) out there and being vulnerable so that people understand that even if you're quote unquote skinny or you're like society standards of a body, you can still feel poorly about yourself and your reflection and your perspective of yourself and your values can be negative some days just Mm -hmm. as it would be if you're bigger or smaller like everyone has insecurities and Mm -hmm. sometimes I do get backlash on that I'm not thinking about how people who are bigger than me and how they're feeling and if I'm feeling bad that makes them feel worse but then that's like invalidating my feelings 
Empathy is such a tricky route because you should never invalidate your own struggles ever. Obviously, this year has been extremely difficult with the pandemic and so many, so many tragedies and so many different, you know, like political events that have occurred, but it's never something that should minimize your own pain in a way by you voicing that. I'm sure for the, you know, thousands of people out there that do feel also like, oh, I can't feel bad about myself just because I'm, you know, not necessarily obese or I'm not necessarily like plus size, etc. I think that's a great mentality to have for the people out there that are in the middle, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. And can you tell us more about like engagement? Because obviously you love engaging with your followers and you receive a lot of p- positive feedback. Hopefully that overwhelms like some of the negative criticism. What would you recommend to others who are trying to like engage with people and provide real value to their followers to do? So definitely think about your Instagram caption as your way to share your story and to add value, as you said, to your followers, to your community. So Instagram and social media is kind of past this point where we're overseeing the pretty sunset or your travel photos or your perfectly manicured fingers. Mm-hmm. We want some value when we're scrolling on Instagram, on TikTok. We want to learn something. What can you write about that is going to add value to someone else's day? For example, I like to talk about manifestation mm-hmm. or I I wrote a whole caption on how I woke up and I stepped on the scale and it was a bad idea and it made me feel bad and why it made me feel bad and what I'm doing to change that so that hopefully if someone else has the same experience, maybe Mm -hmm. they can take the same steps that I did. Definitely responding to any messages that you may get. Think about it like when you reach out to a company or you're reaching out to your favorite influencer. When you res- when they respond back to you, it makes you feel valued and it makes you feel good and you want to go out and support that company again. You want to support mm-hmm. that influencer, that blogger, that highlighted person. Mm-hmm. So respond back and treat them how you would want to be treated and don't just like the message. Mm-hmm. Try to have an engaging conversation with them. I know as like the following can grow, it can get a bit overwhelming, but try to do it to the best of your abilities. And the same goes with comments. I like to respond to the comments and not just again with like an emoji, definitely taking into what they said and responding back like you would in a conversation. You wouldn't just like when someone talks to you, like you wouldn't give like a thumbs yeah. up and smile. The body language is, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> use your words and to also comment on other people's posts. So following those like in your niche or your community, your competitors even commenting on their posts and um, showing your support or messaging them and having conversations with them because the support will most likely be reciprocated back to you. Mm, That's great. I like the mutually beneficial relationships that you're trying to engage with online. And in a space like this, I feel like there's not even such a thing as competitor because there's room for everyone. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like supporter, like collaborator, like someone who's also going through the same thing as you. And you do do a lot, (laughs) Alana. You, you know, you run your YouTube, you do your TikTok and your podcast and your Instagram and Landon Be Fit and everything. How do you 
time manage? Like what are your hacks there besides like waking up early and being productive from the get go? So I love my passion planner. It is my BFF. It took me forever (laughs) to find a planner that I actually liked. Mm -hmm. So the passion planner, for those that don't know who are listening, um, it definitely has an hourly, I think it's half hours. Yeah. I'm looking over at mine. So it has a weekly spread and then on each day it has half hour time slots so you can really plan out your day. And then it also has a to-do list. I love my list. That way I can Mm -hmm. write out what I have to do for the week and then cross it off as I go through. But definitely my passion planner, color coding it. So I have a color for stuff for Lanny Me Fit. I have stuff for work. When I'm in my semester, I just finished, but I'll have a color for every course. Mm. So I'm a very visual person. So being able to see when I have what do really helps me. And then also using Google Calendar, it syncs across all my devices and it's really aesthetically pleasing. You can invite people to your events, which is super helpful and set reminders. So I have reminders going off all the time on my Apple watch, on my phone, on my computer. So I'm never forgetting. Those are definitely my two things a digital planner and a physical planner. Mm -hmm. And I really like to use the Pomodoro method. So it's just a timed method to keep you motivated to complete your work for 25 minutes. And then you are treated to a break and that helps me be efficient with my time. Mm -hmm. That's great. Where did you just uh, first hear about the Pomodoro method? I think it was on the Skinny Confidential podcast. Mm -hmm. I think that was when I first introduced it introduced to it. And then a lot of my friends use it who are in med school or are doing their PhDs. And I'm always inspired by them. So I decided to try it out for myself. And what is your morning routine for everyone that's curious as kind of like that being your brand? You go to bed, I'm sure, at a reasonable time. And then is 6.30 like your workout time or your meditation time? So my alarm goes off at 6.30 and then I'll try to get out of bed right away. I sat my phone on the opposite side of my room so I have to get out to yes. <laughs> And I'll make my bed and open my blinds right away. I'll brush my teeth, wash up, and change. And then I'll typically journal. So I do journaling in the morning, kind of reflect on what my day, like what I want my day to look like. And I'll have some prompts that I'll answer to clear around like body image, self-love, self-comparison, like breaking through those stigmas and those mental patterns, um, gratitude, stuff like that. And then I'll take my vitamins and I'll go downstairs to my basement. I live at home, so I have a full house, Mm. but I'll go to my basement and I'll work out. It will either be like Pilates or weights or a walk on the treadmill. Mm. I'm very fortunate enough to have a treadmill and equipment, but you can totally work out without any equipment. And then I'll go upstairs, have breakfast, make my coffee, shower and start my day, whether it be going to work or sitting at my computer for class, or doing work for Lanny B. Fit. Mm, that's great. And what's in store right now for Lanny B. Fit? Is anything exciting coming up? Not at the moment, but I do want to work on merch. I've been debating going back and forth on what sort of merch I want to launch. I don't know if I necessarily just want to like, I don't want to slap my name on a sweatshirt and sell it. I want it to be something that anyone could purchase, whether they follow me or not. 
mm-hmm. um, or maybe even something more tangible that represents my brand. So maybe a journal with prompts mm-hmm. in it, something along those lines. Um, that's definitely probably like my next step, mm-hmm. but I don't know when that would be happening yet. <laughs> and for people that really do struggle with getting up early in the morning and they feel like that's such a hindrance for their productivity every single day, because I do know that especially if you're working on your own terms or self-employed or just an entrepreneur of some sorts that doesn't have a boss like telling you, you have to be in office or in the Zoom call by 8 a.m. What would you tell to those people that have helped you with that journey? I think definitely making a schedule for yourself. So say you have all these tasks that you want to get done, scheduling them in and setting a time like you would with a meeting at an office job or like you would for your shift at like any other job. Scheduling times and being strict about it and being disciplined and showing up for yourself. Um, that's definitely something that really helps me. I like to play a game with myself and try to get through my morning routine as efficiently as possible and start my day sooner each day. Mm-hmm. So that's really motivating. It's like kind of like a game like, oh, I started my work day at 9.30 yesterday. Can I try it? Maybe start it at 9.15 today. But in terms of like actually getting up and having that motivation, getting enough sleep definitely helps. <laughs> so try aim for seven to eight hours mm-hmm. and kind of be strict with yourself on that. If you have an iPhone, there is a bedtime app feature, which will turn off your notifications, remind you when to get into bed, mm-hmm. when downtime is, stuff like that. That's super helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, but really it's self-disciplined. You have to, I've always been a disciplined person, so mm-hmm. I'm not really sure how to like encourage yourself to be more disciplined, <laughs> but definitely discipline is something that will help you succeed over motivation because motivation is only short term mm. and it comes first. Yes, I completely agree. Motivation, especially when you're setting goals, like very short-term goals as your motivation, the rewarding like endorphins or dopamine that you get from that, that hit is so short-term, like you said. And with the morning routine, I'm sure you've experienced delayed gratification as it didn't have crazy lifestyle changes from the beginning, but over time, it helped you become way more happy and healthy and just grounded, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So kind of as we close here, Atlanta, what advice that are very like raw and stripped down would you give to people that are just super passionate about fitness or YouTube or TikTok and just want to be a content creator, but I'm struggling with their niche and how to really start? Consistency. Oh my God, I can't even say that word. <laughs> just be consistent and keep on going. And if you're worried about what people are going to think or say of you, I have this quote on the spring that I got from Israel. I think it was in grade 12. I'm not sure who the quote is by, but it says, those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. And it's totally stuck with me. And the people that care about you will stay around you no matter what and will support you. If they mind, then you don't want them in your life. You don't want them following your page. So Mm -hmm. definitely keep that in mind. And something that my friend Noam told me was don't take advice from someone you don't want to be like because Mm -hmm. they're going to give you advice based on how they live their life and the choices that they make. And if that's not what you want, why are you taking advice from them? That's something I haven't heard before. That's super good, especially when you have a limited number of role models that you can mimic in your life and having people that aren't necessarily as motivated as you may be to accomplish specific tasks, you should not take especially negative advice from them because their criticism may not even be constructive. So that's great. 
great. And yeah, thank you so much, Elena, for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Where can everyone find you, support you, etc.? Well, thanks for having me. It was an honor. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Lanny B Fit, L-A-N-I, the letter B, Fit, F-I-T, or on TikTok at Alana Ray, A-L-L-A-N-A-R-A-E. And on YouTube, it's Alana Bloomberg. But if you search Lanny B Fit, I should come up. And my podcast is Morning Ray, and it's available on anywhere you listen to podcasts. I upload every Monday at 7 a.m. Wow. I love that. That is very on brand for you too. (laughs) And guys, um, if you didn't know, Bloomberg is spelled B-L-U-M-B-E-R-G. So thanks guys for listening. Make sure to tune into Radical Honest Podcast every Tuesday at Radically Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Recently changed that. And RadicallyHonestPodcast.com for all of our listening platforms and episode excerpts. Wow. (laughs) But thank you so much, Alana. I hope everyone has a great day and I'll see you next Tuesday. Bye, guys. Bye.